0: Well, good to see everybody. I'm from Colorado, and so people assume I like country music and you know rodeo belts and all this kind of stuff. Um, and I appreciate it, but I wouldn't say like it. Um, so the Rodeo Hall of Fame is in Colorado Springs, Colorado, my hometown. So um, FYI. Um, okay, so I don't know why we're talking about the rodeo. Well, we've got a, lot, a lot to talk about today. <laughs> um, so let's see. Uh, today, uh, we've got, as usual, we've got a great market report from Mintify. Uh, we've got Lucky Trader News, which I'm really excited to talk about. Um, really interesting things going on in the market. Um, we've got a good discussion today around centralization versus decentralization. Uh, interesting things going on uh, going on over in Russia, um, which we're going to talk about, and Dookie Dash, and some other things like that. Um, and uh, and we just want to bring you a good show today, y'all. That's the goal. Um, let's see. Uh, we've got a question for you today. So as always, please hit that purple comment button in the bottom right of your screen. I see 330 of you have already done that, which is wonderful. Thank you. Um, please answer this question today. Where are you listening from? And share a picture if you can. Uh, it's so fun to see where everybody listens to the show, whether you're walking your dog or you're, or you're hanging out with your kids or you're um, riding a bike. or <laughs> Hopefully you're not riding a bike and i like, try trying to emoji. That would be bad. Or, or uh, if you're driving, make sure to, to keep your, your eyes on the road and your hands on the wheel. Um, safety notice for today. So yeah, send some, some pics of where you're listening from if you can. Throw those in the comments and we'll be sharing some of those. Um, as you all know, the, the reason we run this show is to connect you to each other, to educate you about what's going on in Web3, to inspire and encourage you. Um, so please take a moment just to go in those comments, say hi to each other, follow each other. Um, I think that the, the connections you're going to make to each other are the most valuable thing, uh, that that's going to come out of you being a daily doser. So please take time to do that. Um, follow a couple of friends in the audience and, 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 and say, hi, that would be wonderful. Um, do you want to make uh, a quick little announcement, uh, as loyal daily dosers? I want you to know that flux had a setback over the weekends. Uh, you all know that we announced on Friday, uh, I posted a list of investors next to a link. To information about investing, and unfortunately, the community and investors reacted negatively to that. Over the weekend, the founding advisors and the majority of the angel investors that I had secured, unfortunately, stepped away from the project. It's on me. It's my fault for posting that link next to their names, not triple checking with them, and uh, this just puts a big hurdle in front of us as far as uh, raising additional capital uh, that we need to launch the project. And as always, I going to always be transparent with you all. And I just want you to understand we can't launch flux without raising $10 million or more in capital. I'm just going to keep going, keep trying to raise the money and we'll keep you posted. But in light of this, I just don't feel like it's right to issue more PO apps right now. Um, it doesn't feel right to you all that we're just going to keep issuing POAPs apps towards, you know, flux, which right now has a big hurdle in front of it that I've got, got to overcome. So we were excited about, issuing POAPS today and using roll call, but I just, I just don't feel right about it. So we're going to pause uh, for the time being on POAPS. Hope that's okay with you all. Um, and that that's all we're going to do. That's all we're going to talk about flux today. Flux is not daily dose. Daily dose is not flux. So we're going to focus on bringing a good show to you all and, and educating you and, and connecting you all. So, Clemente, I see your hand.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I, I really quickly just wanted to to jump in because I, you know, for what it's worth, Ryan, I, I was mostly... It was it was difficult. I'm sure it was a difficult weekend for for us all. Um, and it was uh, it's hard seeing you know Gigi John and I worked worked hard and we we saw you the work that went into doing all this over the last three months. And and it's always difficult kind of seeing how, how that's portrayed and shared on on social media and all that stuff. Right. The, the only thing I I will say is um, it despite what what happened over the weekend? like that doesn't take away from from what's been built here and the daily dose as as a I always look as, I've looked at it as like an, an oasis almost. Like, for example, I, you know when when we first started the show back in November and you were gone and like Mech and I hosted the show when the whole SBF debacle went down. And like we were able to just come together and like despite anything that went on outside, we would still come together and do that. And the last thing I'll say is, is, for me, the impact that the Daily Dose and you have had, um, it, it's changed my life, right? Like, you you have given me an, an opportunity to to be able to provide value and kind of express myself and to be able to, like, this whole community and you and the team have have made me want to become a better person and have made me work harder and do more things than I ever thought I could. Um, so I, you know, as, as much as all the stuff that's going on out there, like I, I want to thank you. I want to thank the community for, for their support. Um, and yeah, like, it, you know, it, it's, it's a tough time, difficult days ahead. I'm sure we will continue, but, um, I want to thank you. And, and like I said, like no, one, no one can take away what the daily dose is as a whole. And, amen. um, anyways, uh, that's, amen. that's everything from my end.
0: Thanks Clemente. I appreciate you too. And, and I, I think I echo what you're saying and you know, what Clemente and I and Daily Dose and Gigi and John and the whole team and everybody's saying is that we, we value this community and we, we really do love you all and we appreciate you all. And, and, uh, this, uh, and our goal is just to keep bringing you value and connecting you to each other and, and make this an inclusive, friendly place. So thanks Clemente. I appreciate you too. Um, I'd say let's 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 get to delivering value on the show and uh and um and you know keep connecting everybody here. Um uh, but I appreciate you sharing that and um you know I, I'm I'm thankful for you. So um let's get going and get to the Mintify Market Daily Report. Uh we'll start cranking that in a second. Um already seeing where you all are listening to the show from. Uh ET said in class <laughs> and a picture from the back. E.T.'s in the back of the room. He's like one of those students, uh, which is great. Ash says, the sawmill is literally a picture of a sawmill. Um, this is so amazing. I love this. Raf says, listening from work, painting a couple parts, uh, and listening to the Daily Dose. Trying to f- figure out, what, oh, he's painting car parts. So that's amazing. Um, and Floor Papi says, listening from a meeting. Shout out to LaCroix water. <laughs> he's drinking some la- la- or LaCroix. Ooh, let's, let's do a little emoji post. Who says... Lacroix, put your thumbs up if you say okay. Lacroix, uh, I'm 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 gonna tr- pretend like I'm French. And I'm gonna say lacroix, so I'm gonna put my thumbs down.
1: <laughs> I, I have <laughs> never heard anyone say that. Before. Come
0: on, okay, back me up, people. If you say lacroix, I want to see some thumbs down. I I know some of you say that. Oh, Hizzy says thumbs up. No, wait, I think I saw. Yes, I did. So there, Kekeo says lacroix. <laughs> uh, Stella says lacroix. See. Clemente, we we you're not. I, you're not the, I think you're making
1: it you up. Know, I don't see any any thumbs no, Neil, up. I'm gonna be Neil, honest with you. Neil's thumbing down right now.
0: uh Mijo is thumbing down. Y'all see? Qua. <laughs> the the hilarious truth is I I drink um, spin drift nonstop. So uh, and spin drift is not uh, sponsoring a show, y'all. But Spindrift drift. Wow. If you want yummy water? Gotta do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay let's. what are we doing all right let's oh this is all um, floor poppy's fault because they posted a picture of LaCroix. um so let's uh uh welcome mintify up to the show in a second but i just want to remind you uh one of the big goals of the show is to keep you up to date what's uh, happening in the market and mintify is a is a powerful tool for traders gives you great analytics um, you can check them out at mintify.xyz their beta is live and it's fast it's it's awesome uh and uh, it's just a great tool, and they support the show. So uh, let's welcome them to the show. Is the market up? Is the market down?
2: Medify. Let's find out as we look at the market daily report brought Medify. to you by Mentify, the NFT terminal for low traders. Mentify.
0: Appreciate that voice. Over to y'all at Mintify. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you very much. Uh, let's
3: get into this market report for today. The Ethereum weekend market volume, 63.7 million. Weekend sole market volume, 6.7 million. Highest sale, 132.69 ETH for Bored Ape 2059. Top NFT index gainer. Top 20 metaverse up 2%. Exosama with 0.679 ETH floor price up 13%. NFT Worlds 1.58 ETH floor price up 13%. And Seekers 0.064 ETH floor price up 7%. Index Top Loser, which is top 50 game down 1.6%. Pirate Nation 0.155 ETH floor price down 14%. Wolf Game Farmers, 0.465, ETH4 price down 13%, and Castaways Genesis, 0.749, eth floor price down 6%. The most anticipated drops for this week, Rug Radio, Faces of Web 3, dropping today, February 6th. Earpits dropping tomorrow, February 7th. Bulls and Apes Project, The Ape Mint, also dropping on the 7th, and Another Block X, Rihanna dropping on the 9th. Some noteworthy market updates. Daily Ethereum fees have more than doubled from $2 million to 4 to $6 million over the past month, and ETH inflation remains negative for over two weeks as activity increases leading into the Shanghai upgrade where users will be able to withdraw their stake death. Google Cloud invests $300 million in AI startup Anthropic, an AI safety and research company, and Spurbank, maybe I'm mispronouncing that, Russia's largest bank to launch its DeFi platform by May. The market stats, global crypto market cap, 1065 billion Bitcoin dominance, 41.53%. BTC open interest, 7.48 billion And fear and greed at 56. It seems to be bouncing around the 50 to 60 or so level. Bitcoin right around 22795 down about 1.4%. And Ethereum, very similar, 1624, also down about 1.4%. Pretty odd to see them uh, even like that. But, you know, it'll happen at some point. With the S&P at 41.16, down 0.75%. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks, Ben. I appreciate it. Um, seeing some more great uh, comments from you all about where you listen to the Daily Dose. Uh, uh, Makima says, listening while cleaning a park. Uh, so congrats. I'm going to you a little clap for, uh, for helping clean the park. Um, next up, we got meta. David said from the garden state, New Jersey, with uh, a cool picture of a park or their backyard. One of the two uh, Stella says from the toy room at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So my kids are older and I remember the toy room and honestly how mind numbingly boring. It could be watching my little kids play and pretend like I cared. <laughs> listen, all of you parents know what I'm talking about. Don't fade me. <laughs> so uh, then next up we had uh, and say, I'm in Toronto at work making some cars. So we've got a bunch of daily dosers who are, are painting cars, making cars. I feel like y'all should connect. And then uh, we had one from Odie Game. They said, I am listening from Argentina and right now from work. Luckily, I have green outside. And also, Miho doesn't know what Spindrift is, which is sad. Miho, next time we hang out, I'll have to buy you one. It's basically water. (laughs) Water is some juice in it. Nothing special. Um, All right. So next up, we've got uh, a great uh, chunk of news from Lucky Trader. Um, As you all know, we want you to be able to listen to the show, uh, be up to date on what's happening in the news. And Lucky Trader is just fab for that. So you can find them all at luckytrader.com. They're really my trusted news source. um, And uh, they're impartial. I I think this can be verified because they covered you know the flux news over the weekend for instance and you know weren't partial to me or or what was happening so i know that they are uh impartial um and and uh, report great news um and the team's fab uh, they work really hard they catch all the right news they've also got a good show before this called the lucky lead-in it's only 26 minutes it's fast it's all business and they go de- uh, deeper on nfts and uh, digital collectibles so make sure to check that out before the show so let's uh welcome them to the show
4: What stories are moving the market? The Lucky Trader app brings you trusted
5: NFT news anywhere you go. It's the Daily Dose News. Here's
4: Lucky Trader. Lucky Trader.
0: Love it. Thanks, The Voice. Welcome, Lucky Trader.
4: Ryan, thank you, and good morning, everyone, and welcome to Lucky Trader's top news stories for today. Jack Butcher once again leads our headlines and trading volume as his checks soar 50% to 2.1 ETH after he changes the metadata to match Vincent Mando's Pepe checks on Sunday afternoon. Checks jumped from 1.4 to 1.7 in just seconds after that metadata move before ultimately grinding up overnight. And speaking of, notable collector Vincent Mando sold 237,869 editions for $6.90 over the weekend, raising over $1.6 million in the process for his Pepe Checks open edition. It's now the second largest edition of this era, just behind Call's 1 million edition. And BVD raised 3X what Jack Butcher was able to raise with Checks. Now, rumors are swirling of, around what VVD intends to do with the project, but his decision to change the metadata a few hours after the mint yesterday does appear to signal some intent to at least do something with the project. In other news, Yuga disqualified the Real EM after the new player took four of the top 15 spots on the Dookie Dash leaderboard. The Real EM bought four T4 passes, almost immediately jumped to the top, including the number one spot with a score of 950,000 points. He then transferred in 90 ETH to buy more passes, but but before he was able to do so, he got banned. And shout out to Sears for breaking this news. Yuga disqualified the player after a postgame audit, and the scores were all removed. Bitcoin NFTs are taking off, led by the Ordinal Punks, which run from 0.01 Bitcoin to 1.4 Bitcoin over the weekend. That is $32,000, or 19.6 ETH. The NFT market on Bitcoin is incredibly immature right now, with most trades happening over-the-counter in Discord, and with only those running nodes able to handle transactions. But this has not stopped some early traders who are speculating on this new wave of Bitcoin NFTs being significant. The complaint out there seems to be that if Bitcoin block space is being used for overpriced NFTs, then it makes actual financial transactions more ex- expensive, and indeed, Bitcoin transaction fees are at their highest levels of the year. And last, a one of one Giannis So Rare card sold for $186,000 on Sunday, the highest ever sale for a So Rare NBA card. The card sold for 113 ETH and was over 3X the previous all time sale. So Rare saw 7.5 million in volume overall on the week, good enough for seventh on the weekly leaderboard and cementing that ecosystem as a real player in the NFT and digital collectible space. That's it for today, Ryan. Back to you.
0: Thanks, Tucker Trader. Appreciate it. Um, uh, got some more great comments on where y'all listen to the daily dose from, uh, Sadiq, uh, who's a uh, longtime listener said today's office is the restaurant with a, a nice picture of, uh, I guess the restaurant that he owns or runs or, or works at, uh, Baba cave says I'm in Brussels. Just move in my new apartment in the kitchen right now and trying to hang my first NFT art piece, <laughs> which is awesome. And then the King said all the way from Barbados, in the Caribbean, and they've actually uh, written at Daily Dose with the hashtag Barbados in the sand, uh, which is amazing. Um, and uh, got a fun comment from uh, several of you Daily Dosers. Uh, one one of you said, uh, who's Epsy, says, chose to listen to this over playing Fortnite with my friends after a long day at my internship. So I'm going to give uh, Epsy a little, little clap there for choosing us over Fortnite. <laughs> Clemente, do you feel good about that?
1: yeah i uh that's awesome you know it's not uh <laughs> like everything else it's like you know you, you have options you don't have to listen to the daily dose <laughs> and uh Fortnite just happens to be one of those options
0: hey, there you go all right we beat Fortnite today that's good um uh thanks i really appreciate lucky trader and, and mintify uh bringing the news and the and the value and the markets every day um appreciate that uh restiva are you doing uh baby stuff right now gmgm GM. no i am i am here uh I'm here and not well rested, but, but I'm here. (laughs) I I appreciate that. Yeah. I think parenting is just one long tired um, journey, so it doesn't get better. Um, all right, well let's, uh, let's kind of dip into the discussion topic of the day. So if you're passionate about decentralization or centralization or, or if you've got strong opinions either way, uh, feel free to request the mic and come on up. Um, the topic is centralization versus decentralization, and as we're as we're seeing, there is an interesting dynamic occurring, where we have decentralization almost clash, clashing with centralization in this Web 2.5 world that we're living in. For example, over the weekend, as Lucky Trader talked about, Yuga disqualified a dookie Dash player that bought four sewer passes and got four out of the out of the top fifteen scores without sharing reasons why. So that's a clear example of centralization uh, in what is essentially a decentralized uh, project. Uh, We've also seen a large debate between whether or not OpenSea should flag assets that are stolen and block them from being traded. Uh, For instance, when NFTs became untradeable on OpenSea, they tend to lose at least 10 to 15% of their value. Um, We also uh, saw uh, the news snippet um, that uh, Mintify reported on, uh, on SureBank, which is Russia's largest bank, uh, beginning to launch its DeFi platform in May. So the question is, is that actually decentralized or is it actually very centralized, uh, you know, with the Russian government? It's interesting to, to think about. So the question is this, and we'd love to hear from uh, all of you in the audience, how long will it take us to fully become centralized uh, or decentralized? Uh are there any decentralized aspects of Web3 that we may not be ready for yet? So the question is, how long will it take us to become truly decentralized? Uh, And are there just decentralized aspects of Web3 that we may not be ready for yet? So we'd love to hear from y'all in the audience uh, who who have opinions about this. Um, I'll I'll go first um, and say that I think we're beginning to see this this real problem of the fact that we can't really connect one wallet to one human. Um, we've talked about the ability to do that through zero knowledge proofs that you know, you don't want to reveal your actual identity, but you do want to know that this person is one human. Um, you know, because we're seeing uh, folks you know be able to spin up, you know, 10 Twitter accounts, 10 discord accounts, 10 emails, 10 wallets. Um, and then, you know, behave accordingly. You know, we've dealt with this, with POAPs on this show. We've, we've you know, seen it in all sorts of practical aspects. So I'm, I'm actually looking forward to this ability to, to prove that one human is one wallet. Um, you know, probably through something like zero knowledge proofs. And I think we're getting close, but I, I think it's very important for the space to move forward. Um, once we can do that, I think it
6: will unlock a
0: lot of exciting, uh, developments. Um, so let's start going to hands, uh, Yelly. Hello.
6: GMGM. GM, GM. GM um, welcome. Sorry, I'm a bit I was just yeah, sorry, I was just typing something quickly. No problem. I was really um interested in this topic just because I'm a developer in this space and one of the things that I constantly think about myself is when I think about users using the product that we're building is what at what level does centralization help from the technical aspect? Like what are the good things about centralization that we can use? Um, Like more interactivity, things like that, rather than um, having to do everything decentralized. If we go from to the extreme, we're sort of blocking ourselves from a technical perspective. There are things that we would like to do decentralized that are just not possible with the technology we have now. So it's, Really important that we get a mix, and there's obviously the whole doodles part where you have like um moving on to a centralized chain and u x and u i load u x generally that would have been better on a centralized network but i'm i think from a technical perspective, i think it's i really hope the space moves into a fifty fifty mm. um space
0: yeah I hear you hundred percent um there's some real uh hurdles that we have to follow if 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 we can't actually identify, uh, who, who folks are. Um, so I hear you on that. Thanks for, for stopping by, uh, before you, the next, uh, hand, uh, the process NFT is listening to the data dose at home plus ice therapy for their ankles. So uh, they're, they're icing their ankles. So I hope, uh, the process you feel better soon. Um, let's go next to a uh, crypto Hello. Welcome. How's it going? Hello, 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 sorry.
7: hello. hello. Sorry, I, was just, I was just unmuting, sorry It's okay, that. no worries. Um, yeah, uh, thanks for putting on the show as always uh, and really great to hear yourself and the rest of the team in high spirits. Um, it's such a positive, um, Daily Dose is such a positive impact on so many people's lives. Um, but Appreciate anyway. That. Thank you. Uh, that's all right, you're welcome. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to talk about the decentralization versus centralization. I don't think, I don't think personally it's ever going to be, um, one or the other. I just believe that there's too many people in the world that either don't care or are too lazy um, to look after their own finances or right. items. Yeah. So there is going to be... Uh, what I hope, what I hope it happens is people come in for a centralized route and then they um, become interested, dive down the rabbit hole and then start looking more deeply into the decentralized uh, nature and aspects within Web3. Um, I don't think everyone's going to be converted one way or the other, like I said, but um, centralization is going to be a necessary evil if we want mass adoption and um, self-regulation, in my opinion, is never, ever, ever going to happen. Um, And the reason why I feel strongly about that is because Mm over the weekend's events, we see this kind of mob mentality where there's so much toxicity. And whether it's um, vested interests or not, people um, may not look to think critically about situations. And people just band together on like a um, mob mentality, like I said. So we need that regulation.
0: Yeah, I hear you loud and clear. Um, I mean, my own story uh, of onboarding onto Web three was, you know, very much through uh, you know a CFI organization like Coinbase. Right, get my actual crypto, uh, you know, bought on on Coinbase, and then, and the and the moment I realized, wow, I really do want um, a self custody wallet was when I couldn't transfer ETH out of Coinbase for seven days, and I was like, wait, what? You know, this is this is this is frustrating. And then realize, okay, if I have a truly, you know, self custody wallet, then I can, you know, instantly transfer, you know, ETH or or USDC to anywhere in the world, and, and then I, you know, started to use that to make payments to folks like I, instead of having to do a a a Swift bank transfer, which you know is really hard and laborious, I could literally pay, you know, a designer who lives in the UK, uh, in, in, in you know, uh, six block transactions. So um, I, I I think you're absolutely right. But what's mm-hmm. interesting is, you know, we, uh, so f- for the fund I run, plus, you know, my my family's wallets, like we have this really strict, you know, three hardware wallet regime, you know, a warm, a cold and a vault. And then they're like, we use crypto steals and we're actually, um, you know, uh, bill folders is what we use and use safety deposit boxes, all this stuff. It's like, oh, but man, it's still really hard. To actually have a self custody wallet, and it's easy to to get lazy. Um, so uh, yeah, here you crypto BS. Thanks for for dropping that opinion. Can I um, just
7: add one more piece, Ryan? Yeah, please. go for so, it. I think one of the biggest issues as well is like what you said about how we're going to transfer our crypto money into actually be able to use IRL. I think that's a big stumbling block if we don't get support from like the governments because br- banks can block it.
0: But I, I don't want to so on. So you're not going to carry around like, a those Bitcoin, uh, physical coins and try to pay with those. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you never know.
7: Maybe.
0: I always like, it always like kind of like freaks me out when I go to the gas station here and it's like, buy Bitcoin here. I'm like, what? Like, how does, what is, how does this, what's happening? You know, um, <laughs> this is literally at my local gas station, you know? So it's kind of funny when it crosses over into like absolute normal world. Um, so kind of curious about that. Um. So Clemente, uh, pinned the question, do you think there are any decentralized aspects of web three that we may not be ready for yet? And, uh, getting a bunch of great comments on that. So keep those coming. Uh, NFT Armin says, I think the security aspect is one of them. Amen. Yeah. It's just, wow. We're not, you know, we're, we're definitely not ready for that. We're seeing, you know, folks get fished and hacked left and right. Um, and, uh, it, seeing some more interesting, uh, comments from Anton dot Uh, yes, there may be some aspects of web three, such as scalability and security that are not fully ready yet, but ongoing advancements and developments in the field are constantly improving these issues. Uh, and then security, security, just more comments about cu- security. Jake talks about security. Um, interesting lady B B brains e says freedom of speech, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, I hear that loud and clear. Clemente, go ahead.
1: Yeah, real quick, so, so many great comments and, and uh, seem some speaker requests. The, the, if you're trying to request uh, and you've been trying to request for the last week or so or you've, you haven't been brought up on the show yet, let me know if you could shoot me a DM and just say, hey, real quick, hey, Clemente, I've been trying to, to come up. Um, and if you'd like to add anything to the conversation, let me know as well. We're working on a little bit of a theory that um, when you get past 1,000 concurrent listeners on a show, on a Twitter space, you don't get to see anything past the, the first quote unquote 1500 listeners, which is kind of crazy to think about, <laughs> but it's a little bit of a working theory I'm working on, not confirmed, but if you could let me know not, that I haven't brought you up uh, over the last week or so and you've requested um, because we're trying to bring everyone up, but we think that we don't see like half of the requests. So anyways, thanks again. Great, great conversation, Ryan. And, and uh, I'll let you uh, keep going here.
0: Thanks, Lente. I appreciate it. Um, also on the security front, I, and this is not, um, a, a pay promotion or, or any kind of, um, personal interest I have here, but I have been using pocket universe more. Um, so I, it's a free Chrome extension that I've been using and it basically runs, we had them on the show briefly, if you remember, but it essentially runs the transaction on a copy of Ethereum to let you know what it's going to do before you do it. Um, and it's been really uh, helpful to me. It, uh, you know, it says, okay, this is going to send one NFT out of your wallet. Like, are you okay with that? And then you click yes. And then you go to, uh, confirm the transaction in MetaMask for instance. So I think there is more of these tools we can use. Oh, I'm about to sneeze. Um, let's see if I can hold it in until the next speaker. Uh, let's go to Alan Over to you.
2: Yeah. Hey, good morning. Um, On this topic of decentralization, I know the conversation largely revolves around DeFi. um, And my response to this, this question that Clemente posted was about infrastructure, because Italy just went offline recently. And my comment is basically like, okay, we'll enjoy your DeFi um, if you can't even get online. And so I'm I'm part of all of Italy
0: went offline. What happened? Now I think like seventy some odd
2: percent went wow. offline
0: and and they were yeah. trying to figure it out. Um,
2: so I, th- I think the the details are still coming out about exactly what happened, but there was a huge portion of I believe it was Italy that just couldn't access the internet anymore. Um, wow. So you know th- that that's a huge issue. and I'm part of a decentralized storage project that's really obscure, but I was talking to a person that was very high up in one of the top three. Uh, cloud providers about their efforts towards decentralization because they they're cued into this they they get it they get that there's a demand for it they get that there's a need for it and one of the things that we were talking about was that in most projects particularly using mine the, the one that I'm involved in as as a good example is that right now especially in a bear market that there's no the negative ROI for being a network participant for holding hosting nodes or servers to contribute to the network. And um, the conversation that we're having is what needs to change for this decentralization to work in the real world. And the conclusion that we kind of came to was that, first of all, technology needs to change. We need to be able to adopt Internet of Things devices, you know, your, your Roku stick or whatever that's, that's excess operating processing power. To either, it, and I'm not just talking about storage I'm specifically. I'm talking everything from validator nodes to network infrastructure for processing requests. It doesn't really matter what, right? But the conclusion was we need to find a way for what we consider mass adoption—people firing up servers and things like that—to spread way bigger than that. It yes. needs to go down to every device where everything is just kind of passively contributing. Then we've got infrastructure.
0: That can yes. support these bigger ideas. Do you think? Do you think that'll be phones? I think phones would have a massive role to play in it. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Yep. I mean, because y'all, I have an Ethereum node in my house. Like, it, I'm not staking on it or anything, but you know, and it, and it what this was. It was actually uh, I was doing it um when we were proof of work. Just uh and I wasn't mining, but I was. Uh, I ran a, a note, and it was it was sort of easy but i you know i have a computer science degree and i'm super technical you know bought it which i i think i think it was i think the node is if i remember correctly it was maybe 500 and i just thought i'm just trying to do this to secure the network i believe in it um but you know it's a little loud it's it takes some electricity and i think alan you're right like this needs to be way easier to, to actually participate in decentralizing the network and i it, it and I'm theoretically bullish on phones being the way that happens. Like surely, you know, phones are going to continue um, uh, to increase in, in, in technology and speed and connectivity. Therefore, surely Ethereum could be secured on, on on you know, 500 million phones. So then this is where it'll be fascinating to see how, you know, Apple plays into this or Google with Android or, you know, there's a Solana phone. Like, um, so I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, before I go to the next speaker, I want to call out where y'all are listening, listening to the show from, uh, uh, Manta cop says, I'm listening from my car on my way to a meeting, Texas baby <laughs> and the FilmoPath that uh, he says, listening from the pool with a cute picture of their dog floating on like a little surfboard, uh, which I'm really jealous about. Uh, Lena RT sand says, I sit in a meeting about work safety and so on in, in Baden, Baden, Germany. I feel like uh, uh, Lena RT, you should be paying attention to that safety meeting <laughs> Vers- versus uh, us talking about decentralization. But we we love you, appreciate you. Uh, one more. Katarina says, Today I'm working from my home balcony with a beautiful picture of uh, the outdoors. Um, let's keep going to hands. Uh, thanks, Alan, for that comment. Let's go to Zeit next.
8: Hey, Ryan, and everyone else. Good morning. Thanks GM. for having me up. Hey, GMGM. GM. Uh, dude, your question is so packed; it's really impossible to answer. Uh, but let's I just I expect like, you to okay. answer
0: all of it in detail with absolute <laughs> accuracy. Are you okay with that? <laughs>
8: exactly. Oh no, for sure, no <laughs> doubt. I have no doubt that I can do that in uh, one minute. But um, I guess it really depends on what protocol. So your question was, when can we reach a fully decentralized protocol? And I would say never, or right now, depending on what you're talking about. For example, Ethereum, uh, even though they're moving towards a centralized like uh system which is like POS they're also working on decentralized protocols and like ideas such a, like ac- such as like account um abstraction so in-, in one step we move towards like POS which doesn't allow permissionless like access to ethereum anymore so before you could choose mine ethereum now you have to buy ethereum from someone in order to make more ethereum so that's a step back but also pos allows for account abstraction which is just basically smart contract wallet so you don't have to use a third party wallet um but then there's some other protocols out there that are decentralized right now such as monero and um they've used, there's something called um random x that was implemented in 2018 basically it's a protocol that only allows cpus to mine monero so there is no asic mining there's no pos mining and oh, then no, if, sure. if, if anybody were to break that then the protocol automatically like improves itself so that there's only cpu mining going on in the network so there is people out there still aiming for decentralization. Uh, it's just really hard to find. Yeah, it is hard to find. Um, Zay, I appreciate your comment.
0: Uh, kind of similar comment from uh, uh, sslyx.eth. I'm going to say s- sillyx.eth. <laughs> Y'all, your usernames, let's go. Help help me help you by making them easier. to read. Uh, they said, we're always going to have some aspects of decentralization for the normies. I've been in this space for six years and still throw through my hands up trying to use the Canto chain. The space is just too advanced in general. Um, yeah, I hear that loud and clear. Um, by the way, uh, the voice, you're going to like this, um, KKO.Eth says one of my favorite parts of the show and they just bought the nerd alert.Eth. <laughs> that is great. That's awesome.
9: <laughs> I
0: know. So love you all daily doses. You're the best. Um, and, and by the way, some of you have just been really kind. Like I, I know some of you register like a random ENS, uh, you know, something about daily dose or something. You just send it to us. So that's, that's, that's kind. Um, obviously not necessary, but appreciate you all. You're, you're the best. Um, let's go uh, to another, a next speaker, Canada. How's it going?
10: Oh, GM Jamroin. Sorry, you just caught me in, in, in Hacking's uh, number in, in, in Excel. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> you're welcome.
10: <laughs> yeah, I, I, put my hand up already a couple minutes before and um, yeah I, um, I think crypto bias already said a really valid point um, we will never be uh, on a fully decentralized uh, organization or, or environment and the, the overall question for me is why should be is, is centralization always that bad and if not let's combine the good things of decentralization and, and use the good things of centralization because I think um, we we cannot just exchange everything in our life and and say now the centralized will, has to be decentralized because at one point the advantages of centralization are still here otherwise the, the whole environment and the whole uh, yeah the whole world will not work or would have not mm. worked that well until now I know a lot of negative aspects are coming with centralization but you mentioned for example the um, um, open sea. Um, yeah, the open sea stuff they're, they're programming and mm. doing right now. And I would have loved this feature a couple weeks ago because I got scammed. And for me, it would oh. be a good thing that they, they block it immediately. And honestly, I would even have loved that the other platforms would have worked together. Um, Wait, because
0: to coordinate,
10: yeah, the, co- the coordination because blocking on OS doesn't mean a thing because doesn't everyone just thing goes to Blur or X, X2, Y2 and and trades there. So either we I have know. some kind of a multi-platform regulated system, which is uh, against centralization, but it will help against scammers and hackers. And this is the negative side. So why not using positives? The positive. Um, the positive sides of centralization. And uh, this would be a perfect example. Uh, I, I don't like the fact that every platform, has its own rules without working together, because in this um, special point, I think hackers would not have even a, a chance. Otherwise, they have to go to some kind of old shit, the old right. darknet stuff to to sell this stuff. Right. You know?
0: Yeah, 100 percent agree. Thanks, Canada. It, I, we do wish we could see more coordination among the centralized uh, platforms here. Um, this is why I keep saying, really, what we need is Web 2.1 right now. Um, and you know, in 10 years we'll have web three, um, you know, I, I'm, that's just why I, I love, uh, POAP's initial onboarding experience. So you just have an app, you know, you just type a code and, you know, it feels like you collected uh, a digital collectible, you know, yes, it's completely centralized at that point, but then you can decentralize it. Right. So I'm really, I'm really bullish on those type of experiences. And, uh, I guarantee, I want to, I guarantee you, but I, I definitely would, would bet, um, that most folks using Odyssey, uh, you know, for Starbucks loyalty program don't care or understand really these are NFTs. So um, hopefully we'll keep seeing that happen. I um, uh, Got a good comment from a girl. Uh, a girl five seven four nine said, "More interesting question to explore for me is what aspects of Web three does does not require decentralization? It's a system made up of components that will cycle between decentral decentralization." and centralization excuse me um i love that comment a girl uh that we could actually have these kind of composable components um let's go next to felix hello
11: hello daily doses and hey ryan thanks for bringing me up i hello, hope welcome. you that hey, thanks i hope you have uh, recovered a little bit from the weekend from all the turbulence. Sick,
0: so I, i'm sick now so that's great
11: oh, no no <laughs> it's, all, it's all i'm okay. sorry to do uh oh well. Um but yeah, going straight into the, the question, um I think it's uh I think it's very a fascinating question. And I think we are very much, you know, used to relying on customer services and security in the worldwide rep right now. And if you think about it, you know, Bitcoin and this whole idea of decentralization is not so far away. It's like what, thirteen, fourteen years or so. So it's we're still very early ages and we're just so used to how the web has been working for, you know, the like basically since the end of the 90s. And um, even in this space, we see, like, for example, take NF- NFTs. You know, we have off-chain NFTs, which are basically on centralized servers and they have a predictable lifetime. And IPFS is a step towards decentralization, but it's still nothing compared to really on-chain NFT mm-hmm. metadata, right? So, and I think many people even in this space don't even... You know, know that. Uh, the same goes for for marketplaces. You know, there's uh, se- there some of them are centralized in terms of you know relying on servers and also centralized right. uh, on market share. You know, and I think competition is key to drive innovation and also change of like bad policies. Yep. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, one you. last thing. Go for it. <laughs> one last thing is uh, there's you know DAO projects and they're basically, by definition, decentralized. But we can also see a trend there, whereas, uh, you know, voting power can be the number of tokens you hold. So there's also a trend towards centralization there as well, like in in the space. So I think we're just so early, and I feel like it might need a change in mindset, mentality, or another crisis. But also, I think, maybe some regulatory framing, you know, from away from traditional financial and economic structures yes yeah i hear you thanks appreciate you stopping by um
0: let's uh we'll take a couple more questions and we're going to transition to uh, our second topic of the day which is the future of open editions y'all we just can't stop talking about open editions (laughs) taking over the entire world um, at the moment so we're going to transition to that next so if you're passionate about open editions or have uh, you know, opinions for or against, get ready to request the mic and, and pop your hand up. Before we do, let's go to Cass. Hello.
9: Hey, Ryan. Good seeing you again. GM, everyone. Gian. All the dosers. Um, to answer your question, I agree with many of the sentiments on stage that I don't think it will be fully decentralized on that spectrum of uh, decentralization that we talk about, um, but also the thought of having that philosophical ethos being decentralized, because besides infrastructure, there's also like a Web3 ethos that we try to collectively have, but that's a process, that's a part of decentralization. Um, And unless this type of mass adoption is something that's accessible, like I think phones, like you mentioned, would be something that would really, really help this. But at the same time, for that second part question of where can centralization help versus decentralization, I would say on the side of support and maybe like recovery of assets, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we always say there's no like HR. There's also no um, area to receive like safety information. Yes. So many different things that pop up. You just learn from rooms or, excuse me, like tips from friends, colleagues, whatever you can read. So I think like knowledge should be centralized. And then the financial aspect is where it'd be helpful to be decentralized. That should be more Automated, on-chain, but help should be centralized.
0: Love that idea. Yeah, thank you. Um, Speaking of that kind of help being uh, centralized, um, I actually uh, listened to a pitch from a a company that was interesting where they were essentially creating um, kind of the Yelp or the, um, uh, I'm forgetting the name. So it was kind of the Yelp of NFT projects where uh, folks could come in, put information about it, um, the the project founders could post information on it. It was this idea that it was a it was kind of a centralized, you know, a repository of knowledge about projects and what was going on, um, which I thought was kind of a, like you what what you point out is this, this mix of decentralization and centralization, which might be helpful to everybody. So, um, Cass, thanks for stopping by. Uh, let's take quick comments from Gabby and Mansoor about this centralization decentralization. That's hard to say. Centralization versus decentralization, and then we'll uh, we'll transition to our next topic. So uh, over to you, Gabby. Hey, good morning.
12: Um, real quick, wanted to comment on the decentralization aspect, but switch it toward well, not switch it, but kind of give a little bit more light towards the towards towards the user experience and the mental effort that folks are currently required to maintain digital custody. So Vitalik t- talked a little bit about this with uh, social recovery, for instance. And right now, everybody in, in, in Web3, I mean, we're supposed to keep custody of our own tokens, but it opens up a lot of difficulty and technical. I mean, you, you must be technically competent in order to um, follow the best practices of security massively.
0: Yeah, it's, it's absolutely super technical. It's bonkers. Yeah.
12: So um, decentralization will get easier as it becomes easier to navigate through the digital technology and make complicated tasks feel easy. And you don't require mental effort or living in a constant fear uh, of making mistakes. So the easier it becomes from the wallet um, perspective as well as from the platform perspectives, there will be more decentralization becomes it comes hand
0: in hand with uh, adoption and usage yep couldn't agree more I mean we've we, we saw some web too y'all I mean you know literally uh in 1996 I was reading uh you know HTML for dummies uh, to try to figure out how to make a website um, and then you could <laughs> then you could actually host your website from your computer at home and it was hilarious and terrible and and look at today I mean you literally uh, have, you know, one click drag and drop websites. Um, and, and, and so we will get there for web three, but yeah, I think it's a web 2.1 now. And then, you know, and, you know, 20, uh, you know, 33, we'll have web three. Um, that's kind of where I think we're going to go. So Gabby, uh, appreciate your comment. Um, a quick comment for, uh, where you are listening to the daily dose from, uh, Veronica is listening from Colorado Springs, my hometown with a picture of her two pups walking in the snow, uh, which is really fun. And then Crypto Cabana, Crypto Crypto Coon Banana says, uh, listening from a small fishing village in Malaysia. Plus today is my little one's preschool graduation. So, so cute. I love that. All right, let's go to our last hand on this uh, centralization topic. Mansoor, hello.
13: Hi, how are you doing? Welcome. Good, good, good. First time I'm able to speak, so kind of excited. So it's 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 a bean of mine that I've been talking about since last year, right? Around February, the, that thereabouts. You see, I really don't think we're going to have a fully decentralized system. As with almost every organization IRL, there's always going to be some point where um, you're going to have a centralized agency control certain aspects. I mean, we've already seen it happening already. We have board apes. Google Labs acquiring um, crypto, crypto pans and other, and other projects as well. And I think we're going to see that same trend. And eventually, we're going to have one big conglomerate, which will be taken to us or what is, what's you know their own personal preferences. It may not be now, because now more new projects are coming up. But for me, it seems inevitable that mm. the, the idea behind decentralization is going to be defeated eventually. For now, we will not see it, because you know we are so young. So trying to get mass adoption and everything. But when mass adoption happens, whenever it happens, right, the idea of this is really going to be defeated, I think. Because the same, you yeah. know, yeah, the same people who are in the IRL having the desire to mass control things are also ba- back into the Web3 space. you are going to have the same human beings operating the same way. Unless there's something yes. massive. You know, yeah. otherwise I don't see how that's going to
0: happen. It's not going to yeah. happen. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, we still live in a, you know, a capitalist market-driven world where, you know, large conglomerates will come in and and slowly, you know, sweep up and acquire these smaller projects um, slash protocols. Um, I'm hoping that we, now that we can have truly decentralized organizations, like we actually can, you know, I'm excited to see that counterbalance, you know, just the inevitable power of centralized uh, conglomerates. So we'll, we'll see how it shakes out. Um, It it feels like, though, you still, you know, for instance, in America, you can't really legally run a DAO unless it's an LLC, which is actually limited to 100 people, right? And so you you can have a DAO with thousands of members. That's an investment DAO. But if you actually want to be legal and you want to make sure you don't go to jail, you got to comply with the law, which kind of wraps you back into this centralized framework. So um, I think it'll be interesting to see that shake out. So, uh, I appreciate your, your comment, Mansoor. Right. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like still a technological optimist and a decentralized decentralization, you know, optimist, but I'm also a little bit, um, curmudgeonly, uh, you know, sort of, uh, believe, well, we're not really going to be able to escape, you know, the, the big power. So, um, I appreciate you having a good counterpoint on that. Um, Let's go and transition uh, to our next topic. Uh, we only have eight minutes, so I we'll have to keep this uh, pretty snappy. Uh, but it's about the future of open editions. And as you all have seen, open editions originally started as a tool for artists to share artwork that is accessible at a lower price point and can successfully capture the demand of the market for the given art. And we, you know, we had a discussion, and John Knopf, you know, explained this is a powerful uh, tool for artists now, and they don't owe. You know, collectors, anything, you should collect the art because you love it, just like a a, a poster. Um, but we're now seeing a lot of uh, open editions drop from projects. Uh, and it, it's interesting to see where this goes. So as they continue to gain popularity, NFT projects, like I said, and businesses have, been, have begun using open editions as a tool to capture market attention and liquidity. For example, Kilo Bear's open edition minted over 49,000 NFTs At a price of 0.02 ETH each, raising nearly 1,000 ETH with a gamification aspect of it that seems to be underway in the future. So here's the question. How can NFT projects or Web3 businesses use open editions as a tool to gain attention while also providing value to the people that mint these lower-cost NFTs, right? Because if Killebears is minting open edition, this is different than an artist doing it, Right where they're, they're, the artist is not promising utility. <laughs> um, they're asking you just to buy their art because you love it. But if a project does it raises a thousand ETH, you know, we all have high expectations on that. So let's chit chat about this for, you know, about five minutes and, uh, and, and see where it takes us. Um, who has strong opinions? Cass has a strong opinion. Go for it.
9: I do. I think it just comes from intention. Like Teams tend to put on transparency in an after-the-fact way and they try to justify funds. I think it's totally fair to use open editions or as the technology changes and trends change, um, that's totally fine. Uh, but we just have to put out that intention from the beginning. And and that goes down from an artist saying, this is just for the sake and, and the love of art and to help support me. Um, and for projects. I think sometimes we put things in different categories so that we judge them differently. But I think if intention is in the right place, then um, we kind of know how to act as a community setting that expectation. So that's just all I want to see from projects all the way down to an artist, all the way up to a brand. You just need that early transparency and not, oh, we did this because, and we have to justify it later.
0: Amen. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for sharing that comment. Uh, let's go next. I think I saw Gabby's hand pop back up. Go for it. So
12: I um, open editions are very much like social
0: tokens. Mm. So, tell, social explain to- that.
12: So social tokens uh, represent ownership and membership in a specific online community. So when you meant an open edition as an artist, you have control as we've seen with changing the metadata and engaging your community in a different way. Um, But it also provides the holders or the mentors, um, you know, that low barrier opportunity to take part in that community. And it also opens up the gates on community features. So social tokens, obviously um, they're derived from perceived value and it also opens up the utility that it can provide to holders. But again aspect of oh, it.
0: I th- oh I lost you for a second. Um can you go back and say that last sentence again? Sorry. Uh yeah.
12: Um the what was the last what was the last thing? The,
7: the what what was the last thing
0: you were uh, able to hear? That's uh you are a rock star and you're dropping a new <laughs> 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 that's not, not actually what she said um you were, you were talking about the uh, it being a social token and how that could unlock uh value for uh, a community uh
12: yeah so the, it's very much aligned with with the with the artist or that that public figure that is dropping the social token and again like because it is a social token and it's very much um, aligned with with that artist or that person um, it could be a public figure on uh, and it, it's 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 a little bit more delicate mm. and difficult to to make it. It's it's a very much of, of a niche,
0: right? It, it requires careful navigation. I think is what you're trying yes. to say. Um, yeah, I appreciate that, Gabby. Yeah, it, it is kind of interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see how this shakes out. Um, you know, we uh, I, I, I chit chat a little bit on uh, Nick and Pio show about this idea of you know uh, famous people dropping, uh, you know, open editions, basically ERC 1155s, uh, to become almost like a, a, like you said, a community token, um, which is kind of an interesting play versus an ERC 20. Um, so I, I pinned up, uh, a post that we dropped today, uh, from the daily dose. And I, I want to, um, give a, a hand clap to Mr. Benjamin, uh, because, um mr benjamin uh, and his team worked really hard on that art um it was a free mint we just airdropped those to 12 folks they're one of ones you know we're not promising utility on that we just wanted it uh today we decided to make that a gift and just say hey i hope you enjoy that it's not an open edition it's interesting we could have done that um but but then it's i feel like then you have to say well there definitely is utility here and and so but i just wanted to you know, call out Mr. Benjamin and thank him for all his hard work on that. And hopefully the 12 of you though, that got those enjoy that. Um, let's keep going a couple of hands. We're about to run out of time. Um, I believe let's go uh, Let's go to Palms next. Hello. Jim, Jim, Ryan. <laughs> nice to be
13: on stage Welcome. again. Um,
0: yeah, great to have you.
13: Yeah, so a couple of weeks ago, a friend of mine asked a question like, what do you think PFP means? And I was like, yeah, of course, picture for proof. I mean, easy one. And then he said, like, no, it's uh, mm. pay for participation. <laughs> and it got me thinking ah. like, we are all paying for our PFPs here to participate in a community. And uh, then suddenly these open editions popped up with very low entry prices. And you were able to engage within, yeah, let's say, um, an artist community without paying two free E for something, which most people wouldn't even um, be able to scrap together. So these open editions are an easy gateway for, for people to engage in a community they otherwise would never be able to reach.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. I love that idea. It's a very, very low price entry. Um, which is interesting because if, if the artist or, or a project uh, then uses that in a fun way, you could actually uh, enter that community at a very low price or, or even almost free. Um, so I, I like the way you're thinking about that palms. Um, that's been our theory around the daily dose too. It's almost like we make it, I mean, free to be a daily doser. There is no token even. Um, I mean, you collect PoApps, apps, which is fun, but um, it, it feels like the more that we can let people enter those communities uh, at free or very low cost is a good thing. Um, so, Palms, I appreciate your your point of view on that. Um, we're out of time, but I do want to give just a quick... Uh, chance to comment to uh, Columbus why don't you give us a quick comment if you can oh yes
5: super quick thanks for having me up rye daily sure I appreciate you guys but just to speak to that uh, one of the things you guys mentioned that is awesome what they did um you said forty nine thousand. i mean that's a hundred you know a thousand from a project what's up fleet <clears throat> um was the utility that you said was behind it yes they didn't really have you know they were promising the lead that's not there yet to gaming so when you're talking about you know open editions um you're absolutely correct when you're coming from just an artist we can't ex- an artist to have the Um, the founder wherewithal, I guess you would say, uh, to run a company or approach a project like it is a company. But when you start getting into the actual companies that are doing it, that's where utility, that's where um, proper community management, all of those things are hyper important. Um, And I think there's a collaboration here. I'm interested to see where it goes, where, you know, what we're trying to do at Orca, no shill, but at my my company, where we want to collaborate with visual artists and provide that infrastructure of security, of protection, so that as they're building these large communities communities you know you build a gargantuan community and you don't know how to manage it it's good you're gonna get in trouble right
0: you need yeah you're
5: gonna get in trouble and that's all i want to say thank you for having (laughs) me i
0: appreciate that yeah i mean managing community is no joke right it really takes a a massive amount of energy and effort and transparency and intention and uh, i hear you saying that uh 100 percent um uh this has been a fun discussion y'all um a key sorry we couldn't get to you hopefully next time but i appreciate you being here um Yes. You know, these are important uh, topics and we need to keep discussing them. I love that as a daily dose community, we can dig into these things and, you know, share points and counterpoints and, and uh, let's keep doing that. Um, so that is the show today. Uh, we're a little bit over, sorry, tried. (laughs) Um, but it's been so good to connect with you all. I mean, personally, I I really needed this to, to hang out with you and, and and see all y'all and hear your comments and, and receive your support and love. And I appreciate all of you very much. Um, uh, so thank you so much for that. And thank you uh, to Clemente for as always helping out and, and Gigi and John behind the scenes and lucky trader uh, for bringing the news and mintify for bringing the market report and the voice for always supporting. Um, so no show tomorrow, y'all uh, the family and I uh, have to step away for a couple of days. Um, so uh, no show tomorrow uh, or Wednesday. We'll be back on Thursday. So um, can't wait to hang out with you all on Thursday. Uh, I'm sure I'll be a little bit on Twitter, though. So I'll be able to say hello to you and come and chit-chat. So Clemente, why don't you uh, take us out with some tunage?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and quick shout out to uh, there was a meetup in, I believe, Houston that was super cool to see and in San Francisco or in Los Angeles. So just so cool to see all those continue to happen in the the daily dose community meeting IRL and building like these sub communities that always gets me excited. And um, yeah, just, just thankful for that and and hope you guys all have a great rest of your day. I'm going to take us out with some, uh, some black.